Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are featuring stories of transformation. Each person has a story, and we want to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of others. As you listen to today's episode, I encourage you to think about your story. How is God working in your life? I promise you, He is on the move. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. It is so great to connect with you as always as we're continuing here on Inspire on the Go to talk about our stories and the fact that God has given us a story of transformation, a story of love, a story of redemption. And we just celebrated Easter, the fact that Jesus came, he lived, he died, he rose again. And today, let's walk in that freedom, that freedom, that hope, and that victory that is ours in and through Jesus Christ. We are in the middle of this wonderful series, and I have a familiar friend, a sweet friend Sherry Edwards joining us today. Hey Sherry. Hey Andrea, how are you? I am good. It's always good to look across the microphone and see you. I know we've done a few of these right and sometimes we never know what's going to happen when we do them but hopefully today we have a little bit of a plan. That's right and so (laughs) transparent moment here I called Sherry and I'm like hey we need to do a podcast because we're going to talk about some leadership development opportunities here in Arkansas but also Sherry is just so good to jump on and jump in whenever we're in a pinch and to just bridge the gap. She's such a servant of the Lord. She loves the Lord. She loves serving women and she has a story to tell so we're going to talk about her story as well as leadership development opportunities and Sherry I know you're passionate about both of those things I am I am and really thinking about my story that's part of my story and why the Lord has led me to be so passionate and so um you know, wanting to help women in their leadership development because it's something that I wish that I'd had earlier in my life. And so I love sharing um, what God has done in my life in that area. And it always inspires me how you have really owned your leadership journey and how you are really Mm -hmm. using your journey to help others. But before we get into all of that, let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about you, your family. I mean, I feel like all of us know you, but just act like we don't. Tell us about Sherry Edwards. and, And you may know some of it, but you may not know parts of it but um, I'm definitely an Arkansas girl I um, have grown up in Arkansas lived in Arkansas most of my life lived in northwest Arkansas um, in my childhood and then moved to Georgia I moved to Savannah Georgia for junior high and high school that's a part that some people may not know and then we moved back to Arkansas my senior year of high school and I'll tie that in at a later point Um, went to Washita Baptist University um, met my husband Andy there and um, actually asked him out I know a few others that have shared their stories kind of talked about how they met their husband and um People who go to Washtenaw will know uh, about Twerp Week. It's where the woman is required to pay. It's where the girls ask the guys on a date. And so my best friend wanted me to ask Andy so that she could ask his best friend. And so that's how we met and uh, been married 33 years. We have three grown sons. Um, our oldest uh, lives in Bentonville with his precious, precious wife, um, our daughter-in-law, and they have two little girls, and they are two and four, and yes, they did hang the moon. And so <laughs> we love, love, love being a mom of boys. You know, we have loved, we're finally even in the girls in the family. We've got four girls and four guys, um, so we love that. Our middle son lives in Denver, and then our youngest son um, is about to graduate uh, in a few weeks from University of Arkansas. And so. Wow. We're just, you know, can't believe it. We are empty nesters, and so basically empty nesters, and so um, we love that. Um, I did 
um, graduate, uh, actually graduated from UALR. I went to Washita as a music ed major, switched my major three years in, and graduated from UALR with a degree in journalism okay. um, and public relations. And you get and to use so, that now yeah, as well. Yes, yeah, it's been interesting. It's been so cool, and we'll talk about this to look back. And this is a thread that I've seen when I've listened to the other stories. To you, look back over your life, and you see how God was positioning and orchestrating everything that to be used uh, when we yield it for His glory. Amen. Nothing is ever wasted. And I know that our listeners want to know this very important question: What is your grandmother name? Yes. So the grandmother <laughs> name—that's a story for another day. But I will say that two of our Arkansas Baptist uh, pastors' wives helped me um, when I was on the journey to pick out a name because the one that I had picked out they said was not fun <laughs> enough. And so I definitely wanted to have a fun grandma name. So my grandma name is uh, Sibby. Oh, perfect. And um, so my, my girls call me Sibby, and we that, have a lot of fun. I know that you do. Yeah. Okay, well, take us back to the beginning. Uh, you know, early yeah. on in your journey with the Lord, how you met the Lord, and how that really shaped uh, the journey that was ahead. Yes, um, I did mention I'm an Arkansas girl, and we li- lived in northwest Arkansas. I actually lived in Rogers. My grandmother lived in Springdale. We lived in Rogers, and so I had family up there. We were members of First Baptist Church Rogers, and so um, I was that typical church, you know, lifelong Southern Baptist church girl, all the GAs, act teens, mm-hmm. church camp, music camp, um, all of that, mission trips, uh, student ministry. And so when I was at the age of nine, uh, First Baptist Church had a children's church. And I was starting to actually use some of the gifts that I had. I have uh, played the piano, and so I was starting to play in children's church and and just kind of be more involved in that way and uh, one Sunday I felt the tugging of the Holy Spirit and just walked the aisle at the age of nine at children's church um, was baptized and um, just have never felt like I have always Mm. felt Jesus with me I've never you know you go through those times when you're in a church service or a revival or a student camp and you're kind of questioning excuse me questioning your faith and you're kind of being led to maybe do that. And I, it kind of bothered me at Mm -hmm. some point because I thought, did I really, did I really? And the Lord just has always assured me um, that he has been with me, that he came into my heart that day. And I, I choose to take him at his word. I chose then, you know, um, I will never leave you or forsake you. And he has been with me. He's always drawn me back to himself when I've started to drift. You know, I don't have like a a really dramatic testimony other than just he's always been with me and he's never left me and he's always drawn me back to to himself and I love the church I I think that's just the people who helped shape me um, and I think that we all have a we can all have that similar story where you look back and you see who invested in you and who was there all along the way just pouring into you and I just have always loved the church that's so that's so powerful you know the Mm -hmm. fact that we can say, you know, we do have a story. And, yeah. you know, I was just out actually speaking at a church just this past week, and we were talking about stories because that's a theme that we're talking about across Arkansas. And one lady said, I guess I just realized today that I actually do have a story, mm-hmm. even though it's yeah. not like what we would call a dramatic or over-the-top kind of story. And that's what I hear you saying. It's the faithfulness of God. Yes. It's the day-in and day-out walking. And just that he's with you, that he never leaves you, he never forsakes you, he's drawing you back, mm-hmm. and that you know he has a plan for your life. And that has led you, it sounds like, into serving him in so many different capacities. And so we are blessed here in Arkansas by all the capacities. I remember the first time I met Sherry, well, we've met Mm -hmm. so many different times, but when I realized that she is gifted in leadership 
and in music. You play, mm-hmm. you sing. I it's do, just unbelievable yeah. all the things been, that you do. Yeah, that's been something that you know that we that I talk about too, as far as differentiating between your gifts and your talents and then also um, your spiritual gifts yes. And, yes. And, and and all of that. But yes, I love the church. The church has shaped me. And so, you know, I think that's why I love to pour back into those who serve in the local church. Amen. Well, yeah. we are blessed by that. Okay, let's talk about a challenging season in your life and how God brought you through that. And then maybe how the body of Christ, the church, encouraged yeah. you in the journey. Yeah. Um, when I was looking at this, um, I thought, you know, there's a couple of different things I could share about us. I did want to, there's a bigger one that I want to talk about, but I, I do want to touch on one. And I alluded to it earlier when my family moved, uh, my dad got another job. Uh, we moved uh, from Savannah back to Arkansas and it was my senior year of high school. And I was like, y'all can move. I'm not going. Right. <laughs> I'm right. staying here. It's my senior year. I'm not moving. And I wasn't doing that in a rebellious way. And my family did under, my parents understood how hard that would be and how difficult. And so we actually had arranged for me to live with two different families in our church. We had a great church. My parents were always so good to get us involved in a good Bible preaching Baptist church and so had a great church family there and we had arranged for me to live with two families during the school year. I would live with one of them uh, for a few months and then the other one until I graduated and the closer the time got to my parents moving, my family had an older brother and a younger brother, um, I really felt the Lord um, sensing, I was sensing the Lord and this is probably the first, you know, those life marker Mm -hmm. moments that you have. I can look back and I really look back and and this was probably the first time I really truly prayed what God what is your will in this situation mm-hmm. and I just felt him you know nudging me to go ahead and move with my family and that it would be okay and um it would work out and so I feel like um that's one of those moments I look back on and see how he was positioning mm. and orchestrating the next things in my life. And I think that's what he does. And so that's, it was a challenging season, you know, I had to make new friends. Everybody already had their friend groups, you know, but I look back and I think those are things that he strengthened me in because I'm, I'm kind of reserved and shy. Um, you wouldn't necessarily know that, but I, t- I tend to be, you know, kind of inward. And so um, anyway, that was one of the challenging seasons. Um, Let me ask you about that, because yeah. what was it like whenever you actually did move to Arkansas and you came and you had to that yeah. first day uh, of that school? First day of school. What, what so I went like? to what used to be Northeast High School in North Little Rock. We moved back to uh, North Little Rock. We had lived in Little Rock before, but uh, we moved back to North Little Rock. And the first day of school, there is a school-wide assembly. And so there's like a thousand students or however many, I don't know, in the whole auditorium. And y- y- new students have to stand up and introduce themselves. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. And I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. And um, so I just, you know, I stood up, said my name. I got involved in choir, which that was kind of, you know, an area that I loved. And I will always remember there was one or two, there were a couple of sweet girls that just reached out to me. And one of them uh, went to uh, Park Hill Baptist Church, which is our church now. We didn't go to that church then. Um, and I, I just will always remember her kindness and oh, reaching out to me. And that has always just impressed me um, to do that for other people yes. when there are new people, you know, in the room. To be somebody who reaches out and welcomes um, other people. But I had a great senior year. I didn't know that, you know, I didn't get to know as many people, but it, it turned out fine. Yeah. So Isn't that something how God uses something 
like that to shape our character and even yeah. like our perspective of life. Now, when you walk into the room, you probably have more of a tendency. Yeah. Look who to doesn't see that, have right, a friend. Right. To see or, who that, yeah, yeah, doesn't, isn't connected, you know, isn't, it's kind of by themselves or yeah. whatever. And so, yeah. And I didn't know that story about you and we are very close, but I can see yeah. how that has been shaped in you because you always are thinking about the woman who's not connected and yeah. how to bring her mm-hmm. in. So mm-hmm. that is really cool. Yeah. Um, as far as the challenging season, I did want to bring out a season that I feel like a lot of women can relate to. Um, and I think, as you know this, the longer we live, the more season challenging seasons we're going to have. And they can look like different things. Um, one that I wanted to t- talk about was earlier in my life when I was had been leading um, in the church. And, you know, many of our women who listen to this are leading to some, in some capacity in the church. And this is that kind of that pivotal moment, that turning point in my life where God really got my attention. And so I thought, I'm going to go ahead and share just a little bit yeah. about what God taught me through that. Um, and just it is kind of what spurred my passion for ministry to women and the importance of it. Um, and so it honestly came during a season where I had been leading for a while and just a combination of circumstances. Um, the Lord kind of showed me that I had that ministry had become about myself and Mm. it wasn't that I was trying to be someone you know big and important or anything but when I got on the other side of it you know this is kind of that when we get on the other side of whatever it is that is the challenge we can look back and us and God showed me where I had misplaced motivations I had some misplaced motivations um I wasn't prepared for some of the attacks that would come just in you know we all go through times where we feel Um, attacked spiritually or just whatever it is I was not prayed up I did Mm. not have a healthy prayer life and um, so God really kind of got my attention in that way and it was challenging because it was something that I loved doing but um, you know I had to yield to his leading and kind of step away uh, for a while and just kind of examine um, and I know you have some other yes, questions to yeah, kind of yeah. lead through that yeah. um, but that was the, ch- the season that was really hard because I think because I did love the church yes and I was like well I'm yeah. serving but was my serving coming from the right place and sometimes I think we don't talk about the motivation we spend yeah. so much time talking about the doing right yes. that this is the plan or this the is planning the planning and purpose the doing. or whatever uh-huh. but the motivation which fuels that is what yeah. something we're really trying to work on here in Arkansas yeah you know why are we doing what we're doing what are we supposed to be doing what is the purpose of ministry and ultimately it's an overflow of our relationship with the Lord and I think that comes you know it comes for a variety of reasons but I feel like we're doers you know we're someone asks us to do something we're going to step in and we're going to do it and we're going to do it to our best you know and that can get in front of Mm. you know what God really wants to do and so I think this is where those that's the fruit that has come out of what he was trying to teach me during that time well that's just such a great reminder for all of us as we listen to this podcast in the especially as we're thinking about our stories we got to think about the motivation Mm -hmm. what is motivating us in this season of life or ministry Mm -hmm. and then really ask the lord to you know search us and try us and know us in that and then good fruit yeah. will bear yeah and to so expose that's and so good that. yeah that's so good okay well talk let's talk about like a specific time maybe in ministry maybe in life mm-hmm. when God called you to step out in faith yeah and it really ties into I was thinking about that too it really does really all tie into this pivotal moment um in my life and it was you know it was in the middle of my life like I said we were I'd been doing ministry I had my boys were I was active, a football mom, you know, just all of the things. And so 
um, you know, that stepping out in faith, really, it was a stepping away. And I was like, I don't want to really do this, Lord. But it was a stepping out of faith, um, just really teaching me um, to get away from what I had tied my identity to. And I think that really, for all of us, can take a step of faith because we're so comfortable um, doing the things but are we comfortable with just God, mm. just Jesus? And I had a friend say, you know, Sherry, what will it be like for you not to have like a title? You know, it's like, I don't, you know, that's just like yeah. weird. And so it was going to be an, an interesting time. Um, and to, so the stepping out in faith just involved following God to the next thing, just sitting with him. Um, I know that that part of uh, that challenging season portion uh, we were talking about how did God bring you through that and it was really just a sweet sweet Mm -hmm. time of me and God and me getting away from my people pleasing tendencies I think that that's another aspect that can tie into us as leaders trying to keep people happy and the Lord showed me and revealed that in my life and and he was like Sherry I'm just after your heart I just want to see your heart and so it was really just a process of three to four years and just um, stepping out in faith and just following him and Yielding, you know, just that yielded spirit, understanding that that is what he's after. Um, and he's so good at doing that. You know, he exposes it and he prunes it and he's like, this is what I'm after. And there's just freedom in that. Yes. There's such freedom in that. And so um, just that stepping out in faith, being willing, I think, to to step out of something can take, you know, faith. Because right. it's easy sometimes to stay in something. And so he just revealed um, to me you know, some of those things that I had been attaching yeah. myself to. So if you're, you know, thinking about that season of your life and all the things that God taught you during that season of life, there's someone on the other side of this microphone who is mm-hmm. currently in that season. They're not yeah. sure. Yeah. Do I stay? Do I go? Do I this? Do I that? What is the nugget of truth that you would really share with them? Yeah, I, you know, and I said, it was a period of time. I said, just be willing to sit with God. I think that that's what I would say, first of all, just be, don't just feel like you have to do something. You need to rest in him. Let him show you, let him expose and work on your heart mm-hmm. and be willing to release whatever it is you're hanging on to. At the, you know, about three to four years into the process, a turning point kind of came. And this is where I, I step into that leadership uh, piece. Um, I had been doing a Bible study by Priscilla Shire. Uh, it was called Breathe, and it was about Sabbath. And just, you know, and I, through that process, I realized the underlying motivations. Yes. Like God exposed, this is what's been going on in your heart, and this is what I want to, you know, to shape and mold and to, to prune. And when I released those things that I was trying to do to keep people happy or to not let people down, yes. um, I think that that can yeah. enter into us as well, is when he really started to say, hey, this is what I have for you. Um, and I was at a um, follow soon after that, I was at a Lifeway Women Leadership Forum, and um, there was a session on developing yourself as a leader, developing your own personal leadership development. And that really got my attention because I'm not a person who had really done that. And so um, that's what I would suggest is just sitting with the Lord, seeing what He wants to do in your life and where He wants to use you and letting go of the thing that you thought you were supposed to be doing. Mm, that's so good. And mm-hmm. the Word of God. And the Word you know, of God. So it is so rich. In all of that, that has to be yeah. there. That has to be the foundation. Yep. And if it's not, we're going to miss it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, I am so thankful for that season of your life because at the time I know you were probably wondering what is going on, Lord. Yeah. But look at the fruit that has come out of that. Yeah. So let's... And, yeah. 
I was going to ask you, what t- tell us about now. Like, what do you yeah, see God doing yeah. now? And during that time, too, we were working together. You know, we were there was a lot going on behind the scenes. And I was just, like, stepping out to just do whatever the Lord put in front of me and said, you know, here, do this. And some of that was just walking alongside for our Inspire conference. Yes. And, you know, the women who are on that team have just been such an example and a blessing um, to me. And, and when you came yes. on board, just the joy that we, you know, just that's a that's a treasure right there to find women and to serve with women who are seeking the Lord and love the Lord with everything they have. And so um, I think that just in that same vein, um, soon after that, I started teaching the class. Um, I teach a women's ministry class at Washita Baptist, and um, I just see that fruit. I see so much fruit coming out of that, and just thinking through, why do we have ministry in the first place? You know, just what is it all about? Um, and putting that big picture, breaking that down into the smaller steps, which which we have done. And um, I also I lead a moms group at my church, and I just I feel like where I see the Lord working now is just in those. Uh, uh, one of the things I refer to when I talk about that season, the challenging season, is what I what I learned when I stopped being in charge. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like you start to notice just everyday people around you. Because you can be in that bubble mm-hmm. of just, you know, people who are you're meeting with or you're planning or you're doing. And then there's just regular everyday people, mm-hmm. women that I would have conversations with. And just the everyday woman who is living her um, her life for the glory of God. There's so many women like that. And I think that is just such a treasure and just um that's where i see god working yeah. is in those smaller places in the smaller scenarios in the smaller groups that's so good that's so good and it's just such an invitation i think for us to not only evaluate and or invite the lord to evaluate our heart but also to prune for the productive season to yeah. come and i i just want you to know and i want to speak this over your life your ministry is so productive you know, the fruit that bears. And it goes back to that willingness to let go of control and to just yeah. say, Lord, you know, do what you want to do for your glory. And whenever I came on at the convention, you were you were right there every step of the way, always just whatever you need. I want to help. Mm-hmm. And you didn't just help. You mentored me because oh, you knew women's sweet. ministry so much better <laughs> than I did. And so it's just been a sweet partnership. But what God was doing in all of the different lives yeah. of the women who came together and nobody has an agenda. Yes. Everybody just yes. wants to, Lord, it's Serve. for you. Yeah. Uh, we want to encourage these women, and we want to lay our lives on the altar and and for the glory of God. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for that. Oh, thank that is the blessing. That. And, I, you know, I think I've heard a thread run through, as, the other, as I said, the other ladies that I've listened to on this podcast that we've done this, this feature. And I just see that thread of just, you know, being willing to just let God use whatever it is in our lives that he wants to for his glory. It's never about us. It is never about us. It's always, always, always for his glory and what he's doing and where he's placed us for his time and his purpose. Amen. Well, we always end with one question. And in this, Mm -hmm. we'll tie in um, a little bit of what we want to promo that's coming up really soon. But let's start with the question, what inspires you? Yeah, Um, I love this question because, first of all, my family does. And the older I get, I think the more... I just am inspired um, when you have grandchildren, you just feel that extra, you know, when you have children, you want to, sh- you're kind of busy raising them and shaping them and trying to, you know, make sure they turn out like productive yes. citizens <laughs> <laughs> and to love the Lord and all of that. But your grandchildren, I just feel like that future generation, they inspire me and just um, praying over them. I also am inspired, like I said, just by those um 
everyday women that I serve with, the women that I serve with, with the Inspire team, um, also the students that I, that I teach, they inspire me. I love, we are, there's a generation coming up that loves the Lord and not just loves the Lord, but wants to see uh, people be discipled. Yes. They want to see that discipleship happening and they want to serve and they, they're so gifted and they, they don't have agendas or, you know, anything like that. And so um, that inspires me. So everything that I see God doing in the kingdom for his glory is Amen. what inspires me. And I know another thing that is so passionate on your heart is leadership development and really mm-hmm. helping equip women and encourage women. And we have a workshop, a leadership intensive that's coming mm-hmm. up this week. So we're going to talk just a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about your heart for equipping women and encouraging women in the in the discipleship process, you know, as we think about what it means to to follow Jesus and then to encourage others to do the same. Yeah, a lot of, and we've talked about this too, I've talked about it in a couple of different places and written about it, but um, I really, a lot of what I love about and I'm passionate about for leadership development is what I wish I'd had earlier in my leadership journey because when I was leading, there wasn't a lot out there for women who are leading in the local church. Um, and in many cases, it's a volunteer role, and there's not you're not really in meetings, you're not really connecting or being invested in as other staff can be. And so um, it's not intentional, it's just how it is sometimes. And so there can be a void and there's a gap in um, t- helping our women um, have strong, have healthy leadership, you know, development and to develop healthy uh, leadership skills. And so it's something that I wish I'd had in my own life and something that I wish I'd done a better job at. So I was like, I want to help any woman who feels isolated on her own because we hear that a lot, you know, as we're talking with women, they can feel like they're just on their own right. um, trying to lead and trying to reach and find this and that and just, you know, wanting to have to connect with other women and so just finding a means to be able to do that is what I love is just getting and it's been a process you know we've worked on this for a long time for women to have a place where they feel like they can connect Mm -hmm. and network with other women um, who are leading in order because the big picture is the great commission that's right right? we are leading women to have hearts to love the Lord and to serve him to know him and you know to grow his kingdom and so that's what the leadership development and we've got to take that seriously Yes. So we have a great opportunity coming up this week. We have a Mm -hmm. women's leadership intensive, April 23rd, happening here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You'll be leading that. Courtney Rysick will be helping to lead that. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the topics and what we're going to talk about on April 23rd. Yes, I'm really excited about this. We're we're so excited. Um, A lot of times, you know, as I said, in my own journey, I hadn't really thought about what my leadership plan uh, what my leadership process is, we a lot of times we don't think of ourselves as leaders. We're just thinking of ourselves as, yes, I'm helping. Yes. <laughs> but yes. if we, if God has put us in a position of leading, then He wants us to steward that well. And so, uh, we're going to talk about what it means to cultivate your own leadership development plan. Like I talked about, that turning point for me was the session that I was at um, in my life, and I'd never really thought about that before. Mm-hmm. And so, understanding what that means, what are you doing to grow yourself as a leader? Because Because if you're not leading yourself well, we know that it's going to be challenging to lead other people well if you have other people. We're going to offer, another thing we're going to offer is uh, opportunities to have conversations around the table um, to build those relationships with other women who are serving in the same way. And then also talking about strengths and weaknesses 
um, as a leader because we've got to start recognizing some of those, what those are. Um, another session that we're going to do in the middle of the day is with Courtney Reisig. Courtney is going to come and speak with us about crafting a discipleship plan for your women. That's something you know we're hearing yes. a lot is our women are wanting to grow as disciples, as disciple makers, yes. Yes. and what that looks like. And so Courtney's going to really um, bring us some great information and just give us a framework for how to do that in our churches and in our ministries um, and to help our women to grow deeper in their yes. Bible literacy. Um, the other thing we're going to be doing is um, after that, we're going to talk about cultivating a ministry plan um, and a ministry team. A lot of times yeah. we serve um, with women and, you know, we can have those week to week meetings or monthly meetings. And what are we actually hoping to accomplish, you yes. know, and are we building our team and, and helping them develop as well and kind of what that means. And then also establishing, you know, what is God wanting to do in the ministry? We're just going to look at um, some tools and effective ways to kind of assess and evaluate, you know, what God is doing in our ministry. And then the last portion of the day, we want to build in some interactive times. We're going to talk about, you know, what are some of the challenges that we're seeing? You know, we've we've been dealing with a lot over these last couple of years, and we are all seeing some kind of uprooting and upending and so how can we get back on track with developing that vision and casting that vision and direction? Um, and so we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to break up and talk about it with one another and then come back and we're going to have a panel, um, a Q&A time. Because a lot of times you'll come to a conference and you're like, I wish I could have had time to ask this question or address this issue. And so you'll have time to really talk about the things that are that you're dealing with as a as a leader as a woman who's leading well, it sounds like a great day I cannot wait it to is. be I'm a excited. part of it we want you to be a part of it there's still time to register you can log on to absc.org WMR you can register it's only ten dollars which is just a steal of a deal and Sherry we're so thankful for you thank you for loving women thank you for serving women and thank you for just being a joy to serve with today you've heard Sherry's story and really you've heard a lot of her sanctification story how she would just opened up her heart and life to Jesus and said change me you have that opportunity today even in your leadership even in your family even in your service at the church Lord would you just examine my heart change me and mold me into the person you want me to be and all of that friends can be for his glory thank Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.